Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us on today's Ask the Expert webinar, <coughs> Winning the Consult, Getting Patients to Say Yes to Invisalign with Dr. David Galler. It is now my distinct pleasure to introduce today's speaker, Dr. David Galler. Dr. Galler received his dental degree from the University of Pennsylvania and practices in downtown Manhattan, New York. Dr. Galler has transformed his role in the group practice into Invisalign only. Dr. Galler has conducted more Invisalign study clubs around the country in the last two years than any other aligned faculty member and was a featured speaker at the 2008, 2009, and 2011 Invisalign GP National Summit in Las Vegas. His unique IPR technique called GST, Galler's Spacing Technique, has been voted one of the best procedures by Dental Town and is used by more than 3,500 uh, 3, dentists worldwide and has been published several times. He has presented at the GNYDM, Yankee Dental, and Chicago Midwinter Meetings. His Top 10 Things That Go Wrong lecture is the most down downloaded lecture on the Line Tech Institute. Several of his profile cases are featured on the Invisalign website, and one of his multidiscipline Invisalign implant prosthetic aesthetic cases has been published by the New York State Dental Journal in January 2009. One of his cases has been selected by Invisalign as a finalist in the prestigious 2011 GP Case Gallery. Every quarter, Dr. Geller hosts a national group chat to discuss re relevant Invisalign topics with GPs across the nation. He is among a select few GP elite premier providers of Invisalign and lives in Long Island with his wife and three kids. So without further ado, I'll turn over the program to Dr. David Geller. Dr. Geller, you now have the floor. Okay, good morning, everybody. Welcome, Invisalign Nation, to yet another Ask the Expert call. It's good to be chatting with you today, and it's nice to see so many of the attendees that I know and recognize names from different study clubs in the country. Today's course is called Winning the Consult, Getting Patients to Say Yes to Invisalign. And all the statements, views, and opinions are of those of mine, and this is just how we do it in our office. Now, most of you recognize me or know me as more of a clinical speaker. My two favorite courses or the two most demand courses are usually my IPR technique course or my course called the Top 10 Things That Go Wrong uh, with Invisalign, which are both accessible uh, somewhere in the Invisalign nation. But today we're going to switch it up a little bit. Today we're going to try something a little bit different. We're going to go into more practice development. Now, I don't have any MBA or practice development uh, major skills, but I have put together what I consider to be a very good course that puts together how you go from being an Invisalign provider just once in a while, just doing it when people come in, and transforming yourself instead into a person who does Invisalign all the time, where you're doing cases weekly or more than that. And I built what I consider to be the Invisalign Pyramid of Success. And if you can look with me on the bottom level, we have the how to do a consult. That is the first level and most important aspect of practice development in my mind in order to build an Invisalign practice. On the second tier, we have a seven-point in-office plan of action. We're also going to cover that today, meaning that once a doctor learns how to speak during a consult, then there are seven things that the team has to put into play in the office to ensure that the consults are successful. Those two we're going to cover today, and the other three are part of a three-hour study club workshop called the Practice Development, David Galler's Practice Development Workshop, which can be coming to a study club near you. We'll talk more about that at the end. The three levels above that, things we won't cover today, but are part of that workshop, is the profitability of Invisalign. I have my own charts and proof that Invisalign is not only very profitable, I believe that it is the most profitable dental procedure that exists for dentists. Then from there, we go to four steps to increase volume. And that's how do you really start to find the patients and where do you find cases? And then at the top tier, and not for everybody, is something that we call the final act, which is advanced closing techniques. How do you get patients to really commit after you've done everything else perfectly? For today's purposes, we're going to start, because of our limited time, with how to do a consult and a seven-point in-office plan of action. Now, due to today's program, it is important that you 
watch it online. So if you're just on the phone listening through, there are several videos in this presentation that you will miss if you're just kind of listening on the phone, although you will be able to get most of the practical information. You would be better served to log into the WebEx website to go to this event and listen to that. If you don't know how to do that, I'm sure they can send you a link. Also today, there's no sound coming out of the computer um, from me, so if you want to hear me, you have to listen on the phone, which is a little bit of a catch-22 because you wouldn't hear me say that unless you were already on the phone. So if you're here, welcome aboard. All right, let's get into it. First thing I like to always talk about is salesmen versus being effective as a doctor. And one of the mantras that we came out of dental school was, was that you are a doctor, you are a health professional, and you are not a salesman. You are not supposed to push treatment on patients. You are not supposed to talk them into things. And I understand that and accept that 100%. However, even though no dentist on the line right now wants to be a salesman or a saleswoman, there is a difference between not wanting to be a salesperson but still being effective as a doctor. It's okay not to be a salesperson. You don't have to push things on your patient, but there is no excuse for not being effective as a doctor and as a health practitioner, meaning that when it comes time for you to explain to a patient about a procedure that you deem them worthy of, there is no excuse for not being effective in your presentation, and that is what today's lecture is about, how to be effective to communicate properly in an organized fashion so that the consult is not just a random idea thrown back and forth and this and that and a jibber-jabber all about Invisalign, it's an organized process and train of thought that goes from you to the doctor to the patient explaining all about Invisalign and answering all their questions before they ask them. So apologies to all the sales Invisalign people on the line. Not that there's anything wrong with being a salesman or woman. Perfectly fine. But as doctors, we're often very, very shy of trying to be a salesperson. And when I, you know, sometimes when I do study clubs, I uh, will show up in the area that I'm doing the study club kind of early in the day, and the Invisalign rep and myself, we drive around to all the doctor's office, kind of like an episode of Cops, and, you know, we'll walk in, and I see all kinds of consults, and most of them, doctors are too afraid to talk extensively about Invisalign, so they just say, hey, there's something called Invisalign, would you like it? And that's just not effective. I don't, I'm not saying you have to ram Invisalign or whitening or any other kind of cosmetic procedure or any procedure in dentistry down a patient's throat, but there is a difference between being effective and not being effective. Everyone in the, on the call, I'm not, I want anybody to be a salesman or saleswoman, but I do want you to be effective when you speak about Invisalign. All right, so the first part of the pyramid, and this should be applicable to everybody on the line, whether you have a big practice, small practice, as a GP, how to do a consult. See, because at the end of the day, no Invisalign cases start until the doctor completes a successful consult. So you can have all the Invisalign days in the world, and you can have all the greatest advertising in the world, and you can have billboards and advertising and, and commercials and radio ads, but nobody starts a case until a doctor sits down with a patient and explains to them how the process works, allays their fears, and gets them in the motion. So when people come and see a consult of mine and they say, wow, it seems, how do you, it seems like, well, that's not fair because it seems like you know that patient. I'll say, no, I've just met that patient for the first time. And they'll say, well, but you seem so, you know, relaxed and, and, you know, you're just kind of talking as if you're talking as friends. That's because everything in my consult is organized from top to bottom. So even though we're talking comfortably as friends and this and that, and I keep mentioning little things here and there, it all seems very spur of the moment, but really it's a very planned, organized presentation, and that's how we kind of do it all the time. Dr. Gallagher, time for an Invisalign consult. One thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. What? Win.
that's how I kind of go into every consult. And I think it's important for everyone to come into each consult quite excited about the consult. Otherwise, it's hard to get your patients excited about it. Okay. In my mind, there are about three reasons why a person who is interested in Invisalign wouldn't actually go through with the treatment. All the excuses and everything I've heard over the years and every single consult that I've done, it always comes down to three major reasons why a person won't do it. Number one, effective. How is anybody supposed to believe that this thing is supposed to work? Everyone you know, has had these crowding or spacing or crossbite or openbite or deep bite their whole lives since they're a teenager, and how are they supposed to believe that a piece of plastic is supposed to fix that? And you have to overcome that. Number two is fear. Although this is hard for us dentists to hear, people do not like dentists, and they certainly don't like the idea of having braces on their teeth when they're adult, when they're out in the public, people knowing it. It's embarrassing. Nobody wants to deal with that. People are scared of dental pain. And number three, the big one, financial, where the patient just says, I don't think that we can afford this thing. And how do you convince your patient or explain to them or set up a financial system in your office that can take care of that issue? So you sit down for the consult. The consult's not a, a random ideas and throwing back. In my mind, I'm overcoming these three obstacles in an organized fashion. Number one, number two, number three. If I could do all those three things, in an organized fashion, and you are a person who's interested in treatment, and I do it well and effectively, then there is a high likelihood of chance that you will start treatment. So let's tackle these three obstacles to treatment. Number one, the first obstacle to treatment is, can Invisalign really fix my teeth? Everybody thinks that they're the one person that Invisalign can't fix their teeth. And everybody has a brother-in-law who's an orthodontist who's told them that Invisalign can't fix their teeth and it doesn't really work and this and that. And people, it's hard for them to kind of believe that a piece of plastic could make such a significant change. And you'll get questions like, can that little piece of plastic really fix my teeth? It doesn't really work all the time. I've been told it won't work for me. People have been told they need braces. There's no other alternative, but I'm telling you, with the way that Invisalign is advancing year after year, and certainly we're all excited for the G4 coming out this weekend, there are movements that we can do that are really pushing the limits of Invisalign, and there are very, very few smiles that we cannot make a very effective change to. I have a friend who's a dermatologist, and we ride the train together in from Long Island to Manhattan, and... One of the things we've been talking about over the last year is he bought, like, this uh, laser machine, about $120,000 laser for dermatology, and it's supposed to kind of remove hair, you know, so if, if you have unwanted hair, this laser goes in and removes it. And when I speak to him about it, I said, you know, what's the deal? $120,000 is a lot for any practice to spend. He, he kind of works in the building underneath our office. And he said to me, well, you know, it's a very good laser, but you have to have the right kind of skin for it. And, you know, even when we do it, sometimes we do it twice, and uh, sometimes after twice. Sometimes we'll go back and we'll do it a third time. And, uh, you know, sometimes we don't see any results at all, but most of the time people are happy. A couple times we have people who don't have, and all I hear the whole time is this doesn't work. This doesn't work, or this is hard to get to work. When I speak to Invisalign patients, first I take a look at their teeth. We diagnose it via the pan, via the pictures, via everything. And when I feel like I can treat this case, I sit down and I say one clear, simple message. And that is, I can give you the smile you have always wanted. That's it. Not a whole giant, whole shebang. The refinements, don't worry, the refinements are free, and we can do a mid-course correction, even mid-course stress doesn't work, and I can also put on braces if it doesn't work, and this will work, and that work, and that, this and that. It's overwhelming for patients. When you want to explain whether Invisalign is effective or not, you have to give one clear message. Now, if you don't believe Invisalign is effective, then don't do Invisalign. But if you're on this call, it means that you believe that Invisalign is effective, and you want to use it to treat your patients that need it so desperately, either to fix cosmetics or for perioitions or for occlusion issues. So we try and come up with one very simple line, and you're free to welcome to copy it, as long as you don't live in the downtown Manhattan, New York area. Um, anywhere else in the country or North America, you may use it. And that is, I diagnose people, we sit down, I look them straight in the eye, and I say, I can give you the smile you have always wanted. And they kind of get really calm after I say that. And all of a sudden, they're like, but, but, but this, that. And I was like, I can give you the smile you've always wanted. Because I truly believe in Invisalign. These are cases that I've done in my own office 
all by myself, just as a GP provider. This girl did so well with her treatment that she actually became a model afterwards. This is a patient who is a vice president for a small bank called Goldman Sachs. This is all Invisalign, no tricks. This is a person who's of no importance, but her smile looks much better. And these look like laminates or veneers, but they're really just whitening and Invisalign. You know, you can really change a whole person's persona just by straightening their teeth. And I believe in Invisalign 100%. This patient was so happy that she lost about 100, 150 pounds or so during treatment, just because we solved a crossbite. Do you think Invisalign has made an impact on this person's life? I mean, this person just lives a totally different life now. And this is what we do all day, every day in our office. And we love it. Imagine if you come to work on Monday and you're doing something like this. You're taking an occlusion like that, a teeth like that, and you're making a change like this for somebody. Do you think that's an impressive thing to do? And what it involved, and it involved major crazy things, all it involved was a little bit of Invisalign, a little bit of imagination, and some serious whitening. But everybody on this call can do some of these cases because Invisalign is right there in front of us. But when you speak to a patient in a consult, if you believe it, if you're seeing these cases and say, you know what, Invisalign does work, and it's all my cases have gone well, then when you speak to a patient, the first thing that you want to do during a consult is to convey that to the patient, that yes, this is going to work, and yes, I can give you the smile you've always wanted. That's challenge number one. Challenge number two, doctor, I don't think I can wear them. Adults have a tremendous fear of dentistry. They have a tremendous fear of braces, and it's just not fun to think about braces and coming to the office all the time. And this question will take a number of different turns. Does it hurt? Will my speech be affected? What if people at work see it? I can't come to the office every week. You see, sometimes we get so caught up in our own dental circles that we forget how people perceive us. You know, we, we think we're just great dentists and, and everything's all wonderful and lovely. Why wouldn't anybody want to come to my office every month for 12 months and have me put plastic in their mouth? They don't understand that Invisalign is simple, easy, not a big deal. Here's a little video I want to show you about what most people think of when they think of a dentist. All right, we think... We think it's no big deal to come to the dentist and come there, and we're so used to it because we're dental families. But other non-dental people don't relate to that. And the thought of coming to the dentist every week or every month, excuse me, for 12 months and having dentistry done is very, very taxing. So the number two job in the consult is to allay the fears of the patient, and we do that in a number of ways. We're answering all the questions that they're thinking of before they actually ask them. So one of the first things that always comes up is people are always afraid about how they'll sound, how they'll, you know, what will their voice sound like? Will they slur their speeches? And I always like to point out uh, to when I speak that with Invisalign, the change in speech or the change in diction is minimal at best. And I have one patient, her name is Ramona Floyd. She said to me, Dr. Galler, I don't want to be difficult, but I just want you to know that if I kind of slur my speech or I don't speak, you know, properly, then I'm going to get fired because my job in life is to read books on tape. She's a professional. You know, like when you go and you buy a, a, a CD, I shouldn't say tape, I think I'm uh, revealing my age here. If you buy a CD or you download an audio book, there's another person on the other side reading it, and she's that person. Here's an excerpt from her latest book. 
argued for hours. But Yang, the father, was determined, and Zhang Ying, the mother, was exhausted. Finally, Yang wrested the baby from Zhang Ying's arms. The decision was made. The girl had to go. Yang put several extra layers of clothing on his daughter and lay the newborn in a cardboard box lined with blankets. Now, I don't know if I could say that sentence even without Invisalign in, but there she is saying it with Invisalign on, and it is flawless. So we do not worry about our patients being having a problem speaking, no matter what their profession is. I have patients who worry about being too old, and a lot of this is not that you should tell your patients, oh, Dr. Galler has somebody who is a professional book on tape, but this is more for you to confidently say to your patients, listen, your speech will not be affected after about the first 24 to 48 hours. If you're older, you don't have to worry. Meet Eileen, one of my favorite patients, age 67, came in with a severe open bite, crowding, and very narrow maxillary arch, and we did Invisalign and whitening on her, and she had a beautiful result, so much so that this is the one case that was accepted into the Invisalign case GP case gallery, and we're very proud of it, and she is 67. Meet our youngest patient, age 11. Carol did beautifully with Invisalign, 11 years old when she started, about a two-and-a-half to three-year treatment, and she ended beautifully. So we have very young people who think. So when I'm looking at a 35- or 40-year-old patient in the chair in the consult, I'm confident in my mind that if they want this, they can have it because I have patients who are way older than them who did it successfully, and I have patients who are much, much younger than them. I also have patients who are rebels. Meet Veronica. Veronica is my teen rebel the craziest, baddest teenager you've ever met in your life. But she was committed to wanting Invisalign. You can see she had a double anterior canine crossbite when she started about, I think, age 14 or 15, and she wore Invisalign beautifully. And she is like the least responsible person I know. But if a person's committed with the right guidance, Invisalign can transform their smile. So even a person who doesn't think they're responsible enough, if you can get on the right wavelength with them, it will work. And of course, you could all see that she put a little um, lip ring in her uh, little lower lip there at the uh, end of treatment or somewhere through the middle. And uh, she told me that her, she told her parents that I said she had to get it as it was a midline positioning device. So I said, Veronica, I don't know if we're going to be able to uh, fly with that story if your parents really ask me. But she said, no, 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 it's a midline positioning device because you're always looking at the midline. And this is a way that we'll always be able to tell. Either way, the point being that you can have confidence when you're speaking to patients that if they want this, if there's something they want, the idea of having to keep track of these little plastic things should not be overwhelming for anybody since I've had patients on all ends of the spectrum and some of them have been very, very successful. Here's a picture of Lisa. Lisa is a PR agent, someone who is a public relations, so she represents celebrities. And when she came in for her Invisalign consult, she was quite concerned that people would be able to pick out the Invisalign. And if they picked out the Invisalign on her and she had some cosmetic issues, it would very much endanger her career or her job. So she said to me, can you be 100% sure that the Invisalign will be really invisible? And I said, Lisa, the Invisalign will be invisible to the naked eye from about five feet away. And then at the end of treatment, I decided for fun that we would take a picture of her with the Invisalign on and with the Invisalign off. So one of these photos has the Invisalign on and one of them has them off. And as you can see, with everybody looking through the computer screen, even with a high-speed macro lens, you cannot see the difference really between the two. Her smile is beautiful with them on and it's beautiful with them off. If you have a really good eye and have a great resolution on your computer, just to show that I'm not pulling your chain, you can see there's a small little attachment right over here. Uh, so this picture to the left of your computer screens is the one where she's wearing Invisalign. The one on the right, she is not wearing Invisalign. So the message to our patients is Invisalign is invisible. More you say? Okay, more. Meet Atalita and Asta, two of the most beautiful people I've ever met in my entire life, both supermodels and patients of ours. And for a joke, Atalita and Asta both decided to wear Invisalign during this photo shoot for one of the popular fashion magazines. And they are both wearing the Invisalign 
in this photo, and they have no problems. In fact, they actually like it. They think their teeth are whiter because it picks up a glare with it on. So when I meet regular people for consults, I can say to them confidently, no matter what you're doing in your job, you should be able to wear Invisalign comfortably, and nobody will notice it on you. And you should be able to go to work, anything you need to do professionally, anything you need to do socially, and you should be confident that it's good. People need to hear that, and I'm convinced of it in my mind just because I've had people on such opposite extremes. Now I take this show on the road and do study clubs all over, and very often when I show this photo, many people in the audience snicker and say, ah, that's not, he doesn't really know those people. He just pulled that photo from anywhere. So I asked Atalita if she would be so kind as to take a quick photo with me, and that is a picture of Atalita and me. To this day, I do not know why I flashed the most goofy, goofy, loser smile that I've ever seen in my whole life, and she's giving a smile that says, I don't even know what it says, or I don't think I could say it on air, but a killer, killer look, model look, and that's me. So I do know Atalita. She does wear Invisalign. She's a wonderful patient, has consented to us using her name on this webinar. Okay, so how do we put this all together? So number two is fear of dentistry. We have to answer the patient's questions before they're even thinking about them. I just proved to the patient that it's going to be effective. This Invisalign is going to work. Now, we say the pressure on your teeth is minimal compared to braces. It's going to last only 48 hours. Most people speak very clearly after the first day. You see all the scary things in the office here, the drills, the anesthetic, the needles, none of that is going to apply to your, all, your case. The only thing I need you to do is to wear this piece of plastic. This piece of plastic is perfectly molded to your teeth. It's going to make them invisible. Our average case time is nine months, and we see people in the office about once a month. These are all the reasons why a person would be fearful of dentistry. You're just going to come in once a month for 15 minutes. Can you give me 15 minutes once a month to give you the smile you've always wanted. All right. Now, challenge number three. Doctor, I can't afford Invisalign. And everybody in the country is currently facing this challenge. And this challenge takes a few different types of forms. People have questions about their insurance. People have questions about flex spending. It seems silly in a down economy to spend five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 on your teeth. Or people just flat out say, I don't have that kind of money. Now, an important preface. If you just lost your job and they're foreclosing on your house, you really cannot afford Invisalign, nor should you have Invisalign. However, if you have a regular job and you're middle class and it just seems like a lot of money, then we're going to show you now how it is really not that amount of money, not that much amount of money, if you really want to make a significant change to your life. Now, I know there's tough economic times everywhere, and I don't deny that. And, you know, we're facing one of the hardest economic times. And I'm sure there are people in areas in the country who are listening to this call now and thinking, you know what, this guy from New York doesn't know anything. He doesn't understand how it is in our area in terms of tough financial times. But I'd like to show you what's going on in my office in the next slide. I work on Broadway, downtown Manhattan, and across from us used to be a beautiful beautiful park called Zuccotti Park, which we would often eat our lunch and look at the World Trade Center. For the last 52 days, it has been occupied by protesters calling themselves the Occupy Wall Street. And without getting too political, the craziest bunch of anarchists you've ever met in your life. So every time I go to work, they yell at me. And every time any one of my patients comes into the office, they are screaming that capitalism is going to kill us, their economy is bankrupt, and the whole world is coming to an end. And then they come up into my office, and I try to convince them to do Invisalign for $6,000. So you can imagine how challenging it is for us. Look at this winner. Tax the rich. Thank you very much. 1%, 1%, this, that. And without even getting to the politics of it, this is what's sitting right outside my front door, yelling at every single one of my patients who walks in. So you can imagine the challenge that we're up. But we're going to face that challenge. If I can face it, you can face it. Now, I'm not saying everyone has to be doing $10 million a month, but you just want to make the patients who need Invisalign understand that they are qualified to do Invisalign. All right, now I'm going to take you on a little bit of a financial journey. The average case cost in the country is about $5,000 for Invisalign treatment. Now, I'm going to take you to show you how much Invisalign can actually cost to a patient. Now, the, the jargon of what we're about to do or the 
exercise that we're about to go through is really less for you to show your patients this, but this is more for every dentist, treatment coordinator, and office personnel listening in on this call to understand that when you're sitting across from a person who desperately needs Invisalign, either for cosmetic issues or for periodontal issues or for occlusal issues, and you're thinking in your mind, this person can't afford $5,000, this person can't afford $6,000, i am not even going to approach it, I don't want to embarrass them, I don't even want to, you know, get there because they're so clear that I'm going to show you a calculation, all doctors, treatment coordinators, office managers, closers, whoever you are in the office who talks about financial, that Invisalign to a normal person who has a job, who's middle class, is in fact affordable. Because we've all been there where we're saying, looking at somebody who needs Invisalign, and we just kind of hold back from presenting because we know in our mind it's a very, very big bill. So this is all for all the, this is more for us rather than it is that you should show this kind of financial exercise to your patients. The average case cost is $5,000. Many of the plans that exist in the country have adult orthodontic benefits. We've seen adult orthodontic benefits from Aetna, MetLife, United Healthcare, Delta, Cigna, Guardian. And all it takes is a 30-second phone call to that patient's orthodontic insurance plan with code 8090 to find out if they're qualified. If they're qualified and they have adult orthodontic treatment with no age limitation, then you can use that to help offset the cost of their Invisalign treatment. And it's just a 30-second phone call to find out if they have coverage. So let's say we find out that this patient of ours, let's call him Joe, has $1,500 of coverage with their insurance plan that they've never even known about. It's probably the least used code prior to Invisalign. And now we go down to a cost of $3,500. So instead of talking about a cost of $5,000, when I sit down with the patient, we're talking about a cost of $3,500. Now, a lot of people have what they call a flex spending account, which is called an FSA, or people can actually go to banks and set up a health savings account or an HSA. And that means that every dollar that you earn in your job, you can use that dollars for either medical, dental, or pharmacology needs. So a lot of people have the FSAs because they're set up through their employers, and this is going to become more and more apparent, I think, in the new tax code and new future that the, our country is going through. But we could take about $3,500, and let's say our patient, Joe, has about $500 of FSA that just hasn't used yet, and we come up with a price of $3,000. So November and December are actually very, very busy times because we seek out all these patients who have extra, well, we don't seek out, but the patients who are in our office, we do ask them if they have leftover FSA or HSA account because if you have about $500 left and it's December 20th, you have about three choices. You can either get LASIK in like one eye or you can get like 50 prescriptions of amoxicillin or you could put a down payment on your Invisalign and take records. So now we're talking about a number of 3,000. Now, everybody in the country knows, and if not, you're going to ask your rep right away, that there are third-party financing companies in the country that allow you to space your Invisalign payments over 24 months with no interest. If you're calling in from Canada, there's also a company there, if you ask your rep uh, something, health something or other, uh, that does the same thing. I think they have a 12-month option. So you take that 3,000 number, you apply for your patient online, 24 months, $3,000, and that comes out to $125 a month. So now we're talking about doing $125 a month. So you're looking at a patient, you're saying, can you afford $125 a month? In your mind, when you are presenting a treatment plan, that will make it more tangible. $125, you know, I think this patient can afford $125 a month. Rather than the dentist thinking in their mind, this is a $5,000, $6,000 thing, and there's no way this person can afford it. What is $125 a month, you ask? $125 a month is $4.16 a day. Can you afford $4.16 a day for me to give you that perfect, healthy smile that you've always wanted? You know how you go to weddings and you never want to smile? You're always the person who's just kind of covering up her lips. Don't you want to be just done with all that part of your life? Don't you want to just have healthy, beautiful teeth? Well, that will take $4.16 a day. Can you afford $4.16? Well, how much is $4.16 a day, you ask? How much do you think the average U.S. citizen spends on a car per day, meaning your lease plus your insurance plus gas plus a tire or two plus that little thing that hangs off the rearview mirror? Turns out the average U.S. citizen spends... $27.58 a day 
on their car that they'll probably get rid of at about five years, if you're at least three years, or, you know, five years, six years, people get rid of their cars, move on to a newer model. So you spend $27 a day on a machine that you won't have for very long, and you won't spend $4.16 a day on your teeth to give you that beautiful, healthy smile? How much do you think the average U.S. citizen spends on fast food, coffee, and restaurants per day? We're not talking about groceries. We're talking about a Starbucks on the way to work, you know, a little uh, pizza at lunch, and every now and then taking the family to uh, Bennigan's or uh, Red Lobster for a meal. How much would you think they spend per day? Well, according to these two websites, they spend $7.58 a day. And I thought that was actually low because I spend about – $4 a day just on my Starbucks in the morning. So $7.58 a day is what the average American spends on fast food, coffee, and restaurants, things that we could live without. So, again, I do not want anybody on the call to be yelling at patients, do it for do Invisalign because it's $4 a day, and you spend more than that on your coffee and restaurants. This is more for everyone on the line so that when you're doing consults, I'm trying to teach you how to do consults, and not that I'm the king of it, but um, – but we, th- we seem to have a good method. When you're doing a consult, you want to be able to look confidently at a patient who has a job, who middle class, this and that, and say, I think you can afford this because here's how we can make it affordable. We're going to take off the insurance. We're going to work with flex spending. We're going to use um, you know, some other things to make it affordable for you. So those are the three ways on how to do a consult. You want to kind of be effective. You want to answer the fear of your patient, and you want to do um, show them that if they want it, it can be financially feasible when you understand just how much it is per day. All right, so that applies to everyone. Now, for offices that are interested in taking it to the next level, we have the seven-point in-office plan of action, and we're going to go through these seven points. shouldn't take us more than eight minutes or so. But first, we'd like to start with a little video. I want to show you a video of two different ways on how to do a consult. The first way is less impressive. The second way, well, I'll let everyone here be the judge of which way they think is the most effective way. But I know that we've all been character number one from time to time. All right, here we go. I'm going to play it. looks good. Uh, no cavities. I guess we'll see you in six months. Okay, great. Just had a quick question for you. I saw a commercial on TV for a product called Invisalign, and I know I've been having that crowding on the bottom. Is that something I'd be a candidate for? Um, I think so. I, I think it would work for you if you wanted it. Um, is that something you want? I mean, I'm just, how does it work? Is it really invisible? I'm not, I'm not really um, sure. It's basically just like a piece of plastic slides over your teeth that pushes them into the correct position. It could work if it's something you want. You know, you let me know. Is that something you want? Is... Uh, maybe. Okay. I'll look into it. Think about it and, and give me a call. Okay. Okay, Jessica, everything looks good. No cavities, no gum disease. You still have that crowding on the bottom a little bit that we always talk about, but everything else looks okay. About that crowding, I saw a commercial on TV for a product called Invisalign, and I was wondering if that's something I would be candidate for. Would that help me with that crowding? I think you'd be a great candidate for Invisalign, and it would definitely fix that crowding. Let me show you what it looks like. This is what it is. It's a little plastic that slides over your teeth, and it pushes them into the correct position. Look how lightweight that feels and how comfortable it is. Very light and clear. Yeah, and it really works very well. Everything is done via virtual reality computer simulation. Let me show you what one case looks like, okay? okay. This is how the teeth looked before Invisalign, and this is how they look after. Wow, what a, what a transformation. You can really see the difference. Yeah. Let me show you some pictures that we have of our own patients here in the office before and after, and you can tell me whether you think it works. Here's a patient before with a lot of crowding, and here's a patient afterwards. And how long did it take for this transformation? This took only about six months. Really? Yeah. That looks great. Here's a case that looks exactly like you. This is just like that crowding that you have on the top. And here it is again after six months. I think this is something that is really going to work for me. Uh, just, you know, I give a lot of presentations at work, and I really don't want people to know I'm having dental work done. Can, is it invisible? Can you see it? It's really funny you should say that. 
my assistant Inbal here has been wearing the Invisalign the entire time we've been talking. Really? I didn't even notice. It looks so great. It's very, very Invisalign. Okay. So that is a little bit of the differences between effective consults and not effective consults. And we've all been that first doctor. And how do we change ourselves into being the second doctor who's organized, excited, and has a plan while they speak to a patient? So let's put it together. Seven points of action to put into effect on Monday morning. Number one, we're going to organize the flow of consult. Number two, we're going to wear Invisalign during the consult. Number three, we're going to share success stories. Number four, we're going to give patient sample aligners to hold in field. Five, have your financials prepared beforehand. Number six, something called a closing phrase. And number seven, the big one, be ready to take records. So let's go through these one by one. Number one, organize the consult. You want to follow the game plan that we just said in the first half of the lecture. The first things out of your mouth are going to be proving to the patient that Invisalign is effective in his or her case. The second thing that you want to do is you want to allay the patient's fears about treatment. You're answering the questions before they even ask them. Is it going to affect my... You've already answered that. Number three, if a patient wants it and this is something that they need, then you can calculate finances with them via insurance, via flex spending, via third-party financing to try and make it affordable for them. So number one, from now on, every time you sit down at a consult, the dentist has a game plan in their mind that you're going to hit number one, then number two, then number three, effective, fear, financial. Second best trick that we have during a consult is we like to wear Invisalign during a consult. I sometimes wear it. Sometimes my hygienist wears it. My receptionist wears it. Dental assistant comes in. It proves to patients just how invisible they are. They are fascinated when they speak to somebody they realize has been wearing Invisalign the whole time and they didn't notice it because everyone thinks, ah, I'll be able to notice it. It will be noticeable on me. But sometimes we'll be doing consult. I'll take out my Invisalign. Then the assistant will take out her Invisalign. Then the hygienist pops in her and she takes her Invisalign out. Then you go to the front desk, you see the receptionist, she takes out her Invisalign. Everybody you've met since you walked into the office has been wearing Invisalign. It's like an episode of Zombies, you know, Tales from the Crypt or something like that. And that leaves a very, very big impression on our patients. This is something I learned from Dr. Mark Hodge, uh, an elite premier provider out of Oklahoma, and he taught me to take pictures of our new patients. So when we have new patients, we do our diagnosis, we do our exam, we do our x-rays, but now we also take some digital pictures of them. And then we put it on a giant screen in front of their eyes because if you, until you see something like this on a screen in front of you, you don't realize just how jumbled these things are. Once you see what a big overjet you have, how your upper and lower teeth don't even come close to relating, then you start to first appreciate how maybe you should do some orthodontic correction at this point because it really is. And sometimes our hygienists like to say, you know, look at this case down here. You really can't get, you know, in there cleaning well at all in between these overlapped lower teeth that are so crowded. Then we also like to sh share success stories of our patients. We have a wall of pictures. We have uh, a brochure of success stories. Patients whose smiles have magically changed through the use of a little piece of plastic and some imagination. And we always try and find somebody who looks like the person that's sitting in the chair and show them it's our own office with the same background, not a model, just a regular person like yourself. Look at their before and after. And obviously you have to get consent from all your patients before you show their pictures uh, or mention them at all. The number four thing we like to do, and this is very important, is to, during your consult, give your patient a sample aligner to hold. And Invisalign has samples that they can uh, sell you that come on type it on, or your rep can bring one in. Give it to them, pause in a moment during your consult, and give your patient a chance to hold on to the Invisalign tray. And what do, you, what do you think the first thing they do when they get that tray is? Yep, they try and put it in their mouth. And then you have to explain to them that it's just a sample and everything's custom made. But after that, the next thing that they say is, wow, this thing is really lightweight. I can't believe that this can fix my teeth. Then number five is the money game. When you walk into a consult, you have to know the financials beforehand. If you end a consult and they say, how much is it? And you're saying, it's between four and $6,000, then they'll say, all right, call me. And you'll say, okay, I'll call you. And then nobody ever winds up calling anybody and nothing ever happens. 
So when you sit down for a consult, you have to know how much your treatment is. Is it 4000 Is it 5000 Is it 6000 Is it 7000 We also try to know your insurance information behind. You have $1,500 of coverage. You have no coverage. You have $500 of coverage because that makes the presentation that more clear to the patients. When people are getting into something big like this. They want to know exactly what the costs are beforehand. The more you are prepared financially beforehand, the better off you are. The less you leave to chance or that has to be followed up on your part, the more likely a patient is to start treatment. I like to memorize the 24-month tables in my head. So if you say $6,000, how much is that a month for 24 months? I know that it's 252. Or if you say it's 5,300, I know that that's around 220 a month. So I believe that those are effective techniques and this could be in a specific office, either the dentist or the treatment coordinator or the office specialist or the financial advisor, whoever it is in the office that talks money. When you sit down to do an Invisalign consult and it comes to the time for financials, please have all those numbers prepared beforehand because it is unimpressive when you don't know the cost of Invisalign and you don't know the patient's own personal flex vending insurance that's not beforehand. Number six, and this is something that dentists struggle with. You've just spent the last 15 minutes talking to your patient about Invisalign. Now we need to know where you stand. So I need one phrase that closes this conversation in an organized fashion. Because otherwise, we could just talk forever and my patients are building up behind you. So we need to discuss everything. I answer all your questions. And now I want to know where you are standing. I don't want you to just go home and think about it. I'd like to know, does that sound like something you would be interested in. It's not an attacking question because a closing phrase like, hey, do you want to do this, is a little bit too much. And a closing phrase like, hey, call me, is not good enough. You need something in the middle. The phrase that I like to use is, does that sound like something you would be interested in? Very passive. You don't have to spend money yet. I just want to know, based on everything we've said, fixing your teeth, it's not going to be a big deal. It's just a little piece of plastic. It is something that is affordable if you want it. Does that sound like something you would be interested in? Because there's only two logical answers. You could either say, no, I'm not interested, which is fine. We are still friends, and you're still my patient. I'll see you in six months for a recall, but I'm not going to keep hammering you with trying to do Invisalign, even though I think it would be a benefit for you. If you're not interested, that's fine. And we don't have to send you flyers and mailers, $1,000 off, this off, that off, blah, blah, blah. If you're not interested, that's fine. I make a note of it in my chart, recommended Invisalign treatment, patient not interested. But if you are interested, then we have two choices. We can either make an appointment for Invisalign records, or if you're really interested, we could take records now. So at the end of your consult, please have one closing phrase, one sentence that you say that brings this conversation to a close. Otherwise, you're just staring at each other the whole time. And you can make your own closing phrase. And if you have a cute one, I'd love you to email it to me, or you can be my guest and copy mine. Number seven, the last one is something called ready to take records, meaning that in our office, if somebody says that they're ready to start Invisalign treatment, we are always ready to take records. There is one tray with a camera, cheek retractors, impression material, and trays. And when a patient says they're ready, they like it, they believe in it, they want you to do this, they want you to change their life, then you have to be ready to take records right then and there. Because if you say to a person that's ready to go with and excited and happy. They're making a change to their life, and you just kind of let them kind of wander off into come back in a month, come back in three weeks, come back then and there. They're going to go home, and they're going to second-guess them, and they're second-guess themselves, and you lose sort of the momentum. So there is a benefit to being able, and it doesn't matter how many patients we have stacked up behind us. If somebody says that they're ready to take records, we do it right then and there. How long does records take? It takes about 15 minutes. If you buy the iTero, it will probably take slower. Uh, you'll probably get it down to about seven minutes um, in, in after that. Itero, for those who don't know, is the scanning Invisalign. That is the two first foundation parts of the Dr. Galler Invisalign Pyramid of Success. We've covered the how to do a consult. Every time someone sits down to do a consult from now on, you will uh, approach it in an organized, effective way because there's no excuse for a doctor not to be effective in your presentation. You're not trying to push somebody into treatment, but you do need to be effective. And then for those office who really want to start to step it up, if you can put that seven-point plan of action into place on Monday, you will see that you have a higher success rate on your consults. There's an excitement about Invisalign, and it will translate into more case starts, I am sure of it. Just keep working it, working it, and it will work. The rest of the lecture is part of a three-hour study club called Dr. Galler's Invisalign Practical Development Invisalign 
workshop, and that can be coming to a city near you. Uh, if you are interested in seeing the rest of this lecture or gaining more information on this uh, short Ask the Expert call, then you can have your Invisalign rep um, look into it or they can contact me and we can see about setting up a study club in your area uh, to train your doctor staff team in the David Geller Pyramid of Success. The ones that we didn't do today, we didn't get time to, to get to, uh, maybe as part of another study club, would be the profitability of Invisalign. I do believe that Invisalign is the most profitable dental procedure per half hour of time. Four steps to how to get cases, where do you find the cases, and for those who really want to get in the game in a big way, something that we call the final act or advanced closing techniques. I have a website called drdavidgaller.com, www.davidgaller.com. It's great. I'm just going through the attendees here at this workshop, and it's nice to see uh, about 30 or 40 of you who have been uh, on the website. It is a free GP Invisalign help website. If you have a problem and you're a GP, you can post a question in the forum. Every quarter or so, we have a group Invisalign GP chat in the chat room where we discuss a certain topic. In the past, we've done retainer agreements, retainers. I'm thinking for December. I haven't picked a date yet, but maybe we'll do uh, how do you place on attachments. I know there are so many different methods out there, and it would be nice for everyone to kind of pipe in with uh, their method, and we can kind of share and discuss. Again, the website name is www.drdavidgaller.com. Look forward to seeing the rest of you uh, at forums, summits, uh, maybe a study club in your area if you're interested. Give your rep a buzz. Tell them we need to bring the Dr. Gallagher show out there. I'm going to turn it back to Matthew Martin, and thank you very much, everybody. Dr. Gallagher, thank you very much. It was a great presentation.